well, I know how we're going to start this. Oh, boy. Hit me with it. Zach. Hector. It's a little reminder for the fans where we're going to lead into this. Did oh you know Ghislaine Maxwell got sentenced 20 years in prison for her being Jeffrey Epstein's little petty sidekick? Did you know they're also not going after any of the clients? if I'm going to keep that shit in. Who knows? I'm wilding today. I'm shirtless. I'm feeling myself. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? And you know what? That's how we're starting it. That's your hello and welcome is I'm shirtless and wilding and who knows what's going to happen today. So welcome to another fucking episode of Breaking Down the Tape. I'm actually relatively sober today. Um, That's going to quickly change as I continuously pour myself beers. But I'm Papa Smurf. I'm Hector and I need to get my pink lemonade out the fridge. Guys, this is like I, a big... I am I am sober. I mean, I got my pen, but I got this I got is... I got no alcohol. This is going to be a, a shot. I might take a shot of tequila though. We do we do got a little bit of tequila left. Do it. This is a bizarro world episode. Hector has a shirt on and is sober, and I have a shirt off. I'm in sunglasses and a backwards fitted cap. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So enjoy the fucking ride. We're just going to talk sports today, man. We've kind of got an agenda, but as always, we're just going to be pulling shit out of our ass. And if you don't like it, fucking great. I'm just feeling great today, guys. Hector, start us off, man. <laughs> Seriously. Well, let's go right ahead and let's get it out the way. Uh, the Avalanche pulled out the Stanley Cup uh, finals uh, and stopped the, the three-peat of the Tampa Bay Lightning. There is no bolting up. God, thank you. God, thank you. I I cannot stand dynasties simply because my team isn't one. So <laughs> I was beginning to hate the lightning and everyone associated with the lightning. Um, and so I'm just I'm just super fucking excited. But I do have a pretty weird stat about the Avs winning the Stanley Cup finals. What is the that? Detroit, the Detroit Red Rings have won the following year have won the, the Stanley Cup Finals the following year every time the Avs have won the Stanley Cup. So, if you're a betting man, don't bet on the Red Wings. Still don't bet on the Red It doesn't don't, fucking matter what history don't says. Don't do that year for next year. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. It. Don't do it. Do what you want. But it's your you fucking do, money. But if you do... <laughs> if, if you wanted a long-shot bet based on something relatively in reality... The Detroit Red Rings 100% of the time have won the Stanley Cup after the Avs the very following year. So if you want to fucking but throw your books, money away. Zach said that, that the Detroit hitting. Red Wings are going to be the best team in hockey next year. Bro, that's uh, that's I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that, but I'm also necessarily not. Um, also a crazy stat, and I don't remember the guy's name. I think like Corey Price or some shit like that. He was, he's been on the losing end of the Stanley Cup finals for the last three years. I think I've seen something like that. He's been on the losing team. He finally, you know, after losing to the Lightning twice, goes to the Lightning just for them to lose to the Avs. That's wild. (laughs) Wild. He's going to end up going to the Avs just for them to lose to the Rangers. Just for them to lose to the Red Wings, apparently. (laughs) I wish. I wish. I wish. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, man, hockey, hockey's been fun, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like apparently people in the know have known the Avs were a good team. Cause apparently they were preseason favorites. Who the fuck knew? Not me. So, I mean, good for them. I'm good for them. I have nothing against the Avs. Yeah, I'm. I mean, if it's as long as it's not Boston or or the Penguins, I I'm okay with it. One hundred percent. I mean, I mean that's really what it comes down to. One hundred percent. Or the Islanders, you know. Besides that, yeah. like, I really yeah. could give a, a rat's ass who who wins it. Yeah, I mean, I obviously would love for it to be the Rangers, but as long as it's not like the aforementioned team, you can't let your little brother win, right? So there goes the Islanders. And the Jersey Devils. Yeah, and fuck the Devils. Yeah, fuck fuck New Jersey. Um, Fuck Boston. Pretty cut and dry there. Um, And fuck the Penguins. Fuck it. Specifically, Pittsburgh's fine, but specifically, fuck Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Just... (laughs) put a fine fucking point on that, that. yeah that's kind of like uh oh you gotta like pinpoint some of them like yeah i've got no issue with pittsburgh as a whole honestly like my backup football team because i love defense is the yeah, steel we're talking hockey here because i like the steelers but like when it comes to hockey just because yeah. you know the penguins is like one of those rivals to the rangers that's why i'm yeah. just like fuck the pangs like yeah yeah fuck 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 them <laughs> it's that simple man but, but uh, going over to the basketball world, we got a bunch of rattling fucking trades recently in the last 24 hours. Yeah, you've got to – I'm going to, after this quick brief monologue, I'm going to shut my fucking mouth because I know nothing about it. But you're going to have to fucking explain to me what happened with the draft from the Knicks' perspective because apparently fans are not happy. And what the fuck is going on? Because apparently – like I have a very tiny pinky on the pulse of Knicks fans, and there is not happiness right now. So we had, we had the eleventh pick, and we also had because there's only two rounds in in basketball. Sure. So we had the eleventh pick in the first round, and I want to say somewhere in the top seven or eight picks, I think in the second round, something like that. When our pick came up. And I was watching it on my phone a little bit. Um, when the pick came up, they had picked someone like like the Knicks would do. Like, totally from the left field. Everybody was going fucking nuts. Sure, he but played no one, baseball last year. But no one saw that they, then the trade came in. It was a trade. So they had picked the player to trade them over to OKC for um, – they traded him and I and Kemba Walker and they got someone and it was a couple swaps and they, but ultimately they got three first round picks, future okay. first round picks. So like, yeah, I get it where the fans are like, they, they wanted a, a pick. Sure. Uh, to help build on what they have, on what we are building right now, because right now we're, we started good and now it's falling apart again. We're trying to fix it before fucking. I get it where the fans wanted to pick and they want it to be a useful pick. I like the decision more of getting three future first round picks. I get it. I mean, you win through team building, right? I mean, the Knicks aren't going to 
get LeBron, <laughs> right? They're not going to like pay big money. We've known that um, the life of me, I can't remember the owner's name is a fucking idiot. He owns the Rangers too. He Dolan. doesn't pay big What? Dolan. Yes, James Dolan. He's not going to pay big money, so you might as well build, build through the draft. That Like, Leon Rose, uh, since they signed him as the GM, I, I like what he's been doing, you know, running that front office. I like what he's been doing. What the Knicks got, they have product. They just got to keep filling in holes. And the only way you can fill in holes is through the, you know, high draft picks in the future. Sure. This draft wasn't like the craziest draft either when it comes to the amount of talent we've seen in previous drafts. I've heard that. There wasn't like a standout, like, this is your, like, these guys are the guys to watch. I was from a completely and being nobody at the 11th standpoint. Pick, like, wasn't helping. Yeah. Like, unless we were going to try to trade up into, like, the top, you know, six or seven. Right. But at that point, we're giving up more than it's worth. Because, once again, like, you're going to have a couple of standout players from this draft. But, like, I, I don't see anything crazy. I don't – coming out of this draft like that. Like, Chet Holgreen, people are, like, going crazy on him. I'm iffy about him. Fair enough. Fair enough. So – but uh, Bradley Beal declined his player option of like 46 mil mm. uh, from the Wizards. I guess he, I don't know. He's always stated where he was fine playing with the Wizards and it's like a second home to him and stuff. He's been there for a while. I don't know if he's going to end up leaving the Wizards because he declined it or he declined it so that they can restructure the contract to help, you know, with salary cap issues and shit like that. Sure, sure. So I'm interested because Bradley Beal, when healthy, is a force in the league. Yeah, he's and pretty good. Interesting where he go. Then you got uh, James Harden declined his player option. Uh, I think his was like 47 mil. I seen articles saying that he. It's still open to the discussion of signing a new contract with Philly. Um, but he, knowing James Harden, he might test the free agent market and see what he can get out of some idiot. I, Anytime I see- I'm sorry. I was just going to say him and Kyrie Irving both. Like, I cannot imagine, like, obviously the talent is worth whatever the paycheck is like whatever their talent level. If they were to come to you and say, I want whatever the number is, it's worth it. 100% of the time. But the everything else, I can't imagine being an owner or GM and saying like, you have to pay me to play on my team at this point, because I, I just, you cry, you jump, you, you like, I don't know. I would hate to have any one of those guys in my locker room at this point, to be honest with you. Like every time I see those type of guys do these moves, I get scared because the Knicks would be that team to just open up a black hole in their, in their organization. Like they, they love opening up, you know, fucking portals to the upside down and shit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I, I hope to God they don't, you know, but, uh, I just, again, I can't imagine looking at either one of those players and saying, like, yeah, hey, I'll pay you. Like, no. <laughs> no, I don't want you. I'll pay you to stay away from my team. 
continuously speaking on on the Knicks, they also sent uh, two players to forgot where they sent New Noel No No. His name is so weird. Nurel, Noel, and Alec Burks. They sent them in a trade. I forgot where, but they get in a, multiple draft picks for them and opening up uh, cap space because apparently they want to go after Jalen Brunson from the Mavs, um, signing him somewhere close to four-year, $100 million deal. Why didn't they go after this Murray guy? Again, I don't know my ass from my head, but I see Knicks fans real pissed off that they got outbid despite having 11 first-round picks. I I haven't read anything yet or found anything on saying that the Knicks were in the bidding for him. I didn't know Murray was even open. I didn't know the Spurs were going to let him go. Me, personally, I thought he'd stay in on the Spurs organization a few more years. When I literally got home and saw my phone with all these notifications and it said Murray to Atlanta, I was just like, what? Like, where the hell this came from? Right, right. Hmm. That's interesting. I want to know if the Knicks were in that bidding war for him and what was their offer just so I know what they were, like, willing to give up for him. Right, right. I mean, look, the eleven first round draft picks is obviously a too high price, no matter what. But again, from the Twitterverse, you know, there's a couple of unhappy. That's the only reason I found out about it, as like the most casual Knicks fan ever. Um, is is the Twitterverse letting me know how angry they were that some seemingly the Knicks were outbid and had all the fucking ammunition in the world to win this thing. So, is it the price became too high? Uh, I don't know. Did did they not even know that there was a bid going on and therefore weren't in it? I I, I don't know. I was just wondering if you had any insight. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what 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 are you barking at the wall for? She's bugging out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some of the things I've seen, I. I don't know if they were just rumors or someone, you know, are just making little memes or whatever. Sure. But I mean, they could have been asking a fucking ransom too. Like they could have been asking in the, in the realm of like, okay, I want, you know, Julius Randall and RJ Barrett plus two first round pillock picks. Like that'd be some, you know, I don't know. They, they could have just wanted something crazy. Right. Right. You know, the Knicks to me, and and I stand by this. I said what I said. I stand by R.J. Barrett. And and people are like, oh, he doesn't. He's not that good. He's just like a a role player. Give him some time. He every year so far in the three years he's been in the league, he's done nothing but progress in points, rebounds, assists, defensively, everything. Don't don't Yeah, teams need role players. We are too spoiled in this age of fucking superstars taking over and shit. But I mean, look at it this way. How many rings did LeBron win originally in Cleveland? There are no there was LeBron and he dragged him to the finals through his own fucking will and determination. 
but then didn't win shit with them because he had no role players. There was nobody to do anything. Role players are important, man. Don't don't even if he is just a role player, don't sleep on role players. They're important. I mean, look at Kyrie. Kyrie, nice segue into it, is now, you know, apparently making meetings with LeBron. And hopefully, he uh, apparently the Lakers is the front runner to get him in his signing trade. What? No. Yeah. Your kid, yeah, that's a joke. No, yeah. After the all pro- the bullshit Kyrie said, and now he's come crawl. Oh, that's that Thanos meme. <laughs> he, he literally came crawling. He realized, you. and he even uh, said it in one of those. Uh, you know how they do their the most of the guys like LeBron. He has like that show, The Shop, and stuff sure, like that. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, on one of the shows, not specifically that one, but on one of the shows, Kyrie was saying how if he had, you know, the maturity level he has now, which I don't see it, that he that that uh, if he had the maturity level he has now back then, you know, they would have went on to win multiple chips. And I was like, I still don't see the maturity level now. Yeah, you would have been saying but, this. Shut up. But you're not wrong if you would have just stopped being a little bitch and, and teamed up with LeBron the way he was supposed to. Y'all would have went on and won multiple. Facts. Facts. I, I don't disagree. And now you're going to... You're going to go back to the lake. Let me see. Uh, what I'm guessing is, which is wh- why another great segue into it, Russell Westbrook opted back into his contract with the Lakers for $47 million because I think that's Russell Westbrook's way of saying, I'm holding down this you know, starting point guard spot so that they don't go for Kyrie. Or right. they told Westbrook, sign in, and then we just won for one, you guys. Right. On some type of deal with a couple picks here and there, whatever, whatever they got to do to make Spe- it work. Speaking of Westbrook, see that Skip Bayless beef? No. So apparently Skip, so the Lakers drafted a kid who shot like 30% from the field or some shit. I don't know. I don't know enough to know. But he put out a fucking tweet saying, oh, good. The fucking Lakers drafted so-and-so, so-and-so who, and then proceeded to spit out whatever bullshit bad stat this kid is accused of in college um i think it was like something like 33 percent from the field or some something like that right and he goes he'll fit right in with lebron and westbrook and westbrook fired back and said bro you basically you run your mouth too much on social media anytime any place you can come run these hands and so bayless was like i would love to like tweet back at him i would love to talk to you anytime on my tv show or my podcast you're more than welcome. Come defend yourself, West Brick, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, Skip, you crazy. You're crazy. You can say what you want about Kate or about um Westbrook's play on, on the court. You know, it hasn't been great with the Lakers, all of these stuff. Fine. I have a feeling you can get the shit kicked out of you, though. Like, he ain't going to say shit to you. He's going to walk on that set and beat you on live national fucking television. Like it's it's hey, a paper well, yeah, fight hey. that you didn't realize you signed up for, it, Chief. He had it, yo. He got to test the limits. You got to test. I mean, come on. Like Westbrook took it to like. I mean, granted, that's funny. Westbrook, Westbrook, it, it, that's funny. It is. It's, it's funny. funny. So funny. if you gonna take it that way, I mean. But I will say, 
basketball players are prima donnas, bro. They are. Like, I completely understand. Like worst, you can't one be of the worst ones. Yeah, and I understand you can't be throwing like. Well, I'm on the side of the players 10 times out of 10 when people say out-of-pocket shit like about their families and stuff or throw water bottles on the court. I'm in the player side 100% of the time. But you can't play the way you did and then expect no scrutiny from anybody everywhere. Like, you're telling me your entire basketball life, no one's called you Westbrook? A lot of people missed out on a lot of chances. I promise you in high school, <laughs> when you was throwing up the same bricks in high school, motherfuckers was calling you that. And that's part of that's part of the gig, though. That's part of the thing. Like, I mean, don't shoot so bad, and they won't call you that. <laughs> like, have you seen some of these shit? Like, come on. The difference between West Swish and West Brick is all in your hands, man. <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> if you look at him, the way he shoots the ball, too, he just seems so stiff. No, like, so rushed. I can't comment on that. I don't know, Dick. I I'll shoot like I'm Granny Smith in it. Like, you know, under under. Uh-huh. Exactly. So I can't comment on like shooting forms because I don't know my ass from my head, man. I'm a fat guy sitting here shirtless on a podcast. I can't comment on that shit. But I will say that I think it's fucking wild that these guys take that shit so deeply to heart. But Skip Bayless does say some <laughs> fucking out of pocket shit all the time. Now. Going on to uh, UFC, we were talking about that before we g- jumped on live. We got Adesanya this fight this Saturday. So I heard. So I heard our boy Colbs is going over to a buddy's house to watch the fights. Apparently, now I didn't look into it too much. I don't really know who he's fighting. Um, I mean, but like, I'm not really gonna put my money against Adesanya. Adesanya. I, yeah. I think he's gonna end up, you know, and I won't watch it. I'll be honest. With all you guys, I won't watch it. I never do. I'm not paying work. 50, 60, 70 bucks to watch a 10 second fight. If I wanted I to waste it. money on 10 seconds, I'd buy a bad porno, okay? <laughs> I don't even need the porno. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got like, the 10 seconds by myself, baby girl. I'll just keep the 60 bucks. <laughs> I got the house to myself. I'm walking around naked. I don't even got <laughs> bottoms under this. I got a t shirt on because I didn't want to be butt ass naked in my house right now. I'm live. Yeah, that's why this is a bizarre episode. Hector came ready to go and like all professional and shirted and stuff. Then here I am, the fat sack of shit that I am. So here we go. <laughs> now, nah, but yeah, I heard there's a couple of good fights. Um, I'm with you. I'm not going to watch. I know more about cricket than I do the UFC right now. So I can't really comment on much. For real. So then the last thing we got really is baseball. Which I'm so happy to bring up because I don't know if you got it since you're recording from your phone, but there are some news updates here recently. Well, I do got some updates on the thing. I haven't looked down, looked them at at, at, at them yet, but it's good too because MLB is going into the All Star break. Yeah, yeah. Usually right about the right around the Fourth of July ish weeks, right in July. Um. And the Yankees have been playing fantastic. They squeezed out what should have been somewhat of a sweep for the Astros, but squeezed out two out of the four. So did you see my Facebook update from yeah. the tape? Bro, yeah. and I got to say here, how sad are you as a baseball team? I remember I got the updates on my phone. The Yankees have gone 17 hitless innings, 18 hitless innings, 19 hitless innings. The Yankees went 19 hitless innings. And still won two out of three. Houston, 
you have a problem. Shut it the fuck down. Fuck the Astros. The fact that you should have swept us, but we got two walk-off wins. In between that, you no-hit us, but then still lose one of the games. Two full baseball games worth and some of hitless innings, and you still lost three to two. Damn. Damn. Sucks to now, suck. We we are going back to Houston. Uh, we got a one-game series, I think, with them tomorrow. Okay. Which is Thursday. Uh, and then we go and have a series, I think, in Cleveland. And then we finish. I know there is going to be a doubleheader late in July, I think the 21st, that they got to go back to Houston to finish up. It's the way the scheduling is and how they mashed all these games up. That's why yeah. they're doing like a one-off in Houston before they dip out and then come back to play. It's weird. But we do have three games in Houston with Houston left in the season against them. So if we can take two out of three from that, you know, they're the only team in the AL to really put us in any weird shape. They're the only team that actually can beat us. Are they like seven games behind or something like that? They're eight right now, which the game behind and stuff, that's not a real problem. I don't really care about that. I don't really care if we win the the uh, best record or not. Like, that doesn't matter to me because regardless of the fact we're the two best teams in the AL, so we won't see each other until the until the ALCS regardless. Yeah. Yep. So it don't matter until we're both in that spot again, meeting each other to see who goes. And I hope they outlaw trash cans. That series should be no trash cans and either just throw your shit on the ground like a man. Like fuck that, no trash cans. But it has been good. They're f- what fifty-five and twenty. Actually, they won today, fifty-six and twenty, and that's you know, Judge hit another home run today, so mm-hmm. he's twenty-nine home runs, fifty-seven RBIs. He dipped his batting average because he had a couple slumps during the Houston game, but he's still batting above two ninety. Yeah, uh, he's on pace for 61, 61 home runs, I think, right now. That's your AL MVP right there. Put it in the books. Bet your money on that, baby. It's getting money stuck going on Detroit and Aaron Judge as AL MVP. You parlay that shit. Bank, baby. Bank. I'm telling you, not betting advice. Well, it's <laughs> disclaimer. Well, it's good on Aaron Judge if he will wins MVP because he got an incentive on his uh, arbitration. So the Yankees and Judge agreed on their arbitration. Uh, instead of going into the hearing, they agreed on nineteen million dollars for the year, with two hundred fifty thousand dollars if he wins MVP, and another two hundred fifty thousand dollars if he wins the World Series MVP. So can it, I, it, can that be a- him if he wins? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And although the the Yankees undoubtedly lost this contract negotiation, I mean, if they could have just signed him for whatever his number was before, it would have been a lot cheaper than what it's going to be at the end of the season. But let this be a lesson to all of you young bucks, whether it's baseball, football, soccer, real life, it doesn't fucking matter. Bet on you. It doesn't matter what the stakes are. Go bet on yourself. My boy Aaron Judge, they offered him like a big contract, a decent year. They, they gave him 
originally uh, a seven-year, $213.5 million deal, which equivalates to uh, money. Because he wanted $21 million a year for his arbitration, which that contract technically equals out to almost $22 million a year. Yeah. yeah so my they met got- in the middle for arbitration at $19 mil, but now he's going to be looking for somewhere up to not 21 or 22 mil. He's going to be looking for 30 to 35 mil. Yeah. Yeah. And let that be a fucking lesson, man. When the chips are down and even if you think there's a good offer there, but you think you're worth more, put everything on the table. Cause that's exactly what judge did. And that's a lot of what, you know, you can see 10 times out of 10, these players when, Oh, that's a good contract. And they're like, nah, I want more. Cause I believe I'm worth more. And then they go out there and just ball the fuck out. Go bet on yourself. Go bet on you yourself the, every day. Did you see the brawl that happened? Oh, the what was that? The Braves and Dodgers? Question mark. No, it wasn't the Dodgers. It was uh, and I don't think it was the Braves either. I think it was the Marlins. I saw the no, fight, but I have don't recall the teams. I want to say it was the Marlins and the Reds. I don't. I don't even recall the team right now because I'm out of it. But I do remember the brawl. I, I think they ejected a total of eight players mm-hmm. out of the, uh, from a combined from both sides. Uh, a couple of fists were thrown. Uh, they, they took a, a photo of one of the pitchers throwing the entire bucket of it was the angels. Seeds. It was the angels because I remember Shohei yes. Otani was involved trying to pull people off. It yes. was the angels and somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, the yeah after the fight, he like, or before the fight, yeah, he came like with a took like a whole fucking train. Was like, fuck. Well, one of the pitchers broke his elbow trying to hop over the dugout fence. I saw that. Yeah, like, yeah. This is this like this was the most this, about this baseball is, fight I've ever seen. This like is, everyone this was. Is, here this is where I shit. give baseball more more credit than basketball because basketball, you would think these guys are gonna throw fists and and bows, but all you see is a bunch of shoving around. Like baseball, you throw you see some bangers. There, you know what I have to say. Baseball goes one way or the other with a bunch of fucking you know chest puffed out, pushing and shoving, and nobody's about it, or it gets real real fast. There's 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 only one two one of two ways baseball fights go absolutely nothing or this is gang violence i like it when i see that picture i think his name is garrett on the mound big old like six seven uh i want to say he's a uh lefty that throws heat yo he's hands all day mm-hmm. all day he, you want to charge hands mm-hmm there are some pictures like CC Sabathia was like that. CC Sabathia was down with the shits, and you better bring your bat because <laughs> he's he's. I remember what was it like his last game, and all he had to do was throw like two more pitches or make like one more out, and he would have gotten like damn near a million dollar bonus. And something happened in that game, and he just immediately plunked the next guy because fuck you, that's why. Game. CC's with the shits, man, and the Yankees still wound up paying him his bonus. See, you, I don't, I'm, I try to think back, and I, I wish I had like the, like, I, I should YouTube a bunch of the film from the games and try to see at what point in time 
we get so soft from you being able to like, you know, if you glow too much on a home run trot, the next dude's getting fucking beamed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it all comes back to the unwritten rules. Because in a couple of years ago, 10, 15 years ago, there, you know, baseball wasn't fun. Nobody was pimping home runs, right? Like they were hitting moonshots and then they were just trotting around the bases. It wasn't fun. People were striking guys out 10, 12, 13 times a game, but had no emotion. And now that there are children playing the game, you know, kids who love to have fun. Now, every all the old heads, everybody's mad. Everybody's like, oh, you can't have fun. You can't show emotion. And now it becomes a fucking thing. I, honestly, oh, so, I so think these fights are good for baseball. I think this shit is good for baseball. It makes good television. And right now, baseball needs good television. So it's all about passion. It's all about passion, baby. <laughs> Kyrie could never make it in the MLB and got no passion. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. But speaking of controversial MLB, one of those notifications on there, your phone, is that Rob Manfred said that Robo Umps likely will debut in 2024. Oh, and he wants to expand baseball to 32 teams. But that's not a surprise here. But the important part is the MLB is realizing how bad specifically Angel Hernandez, but a lot of these fucking umpires are. Yeah, well... How do you feel about Robo-Ums, my dog? I want to see what this actually is going to entail. Like, is it actually going to be like a robot ump sitting back there calling strikes? Because I don't want to see all that. For that, no, just have like a... Be like a physical, like, iRobot. Just, yeah, for that, just have like the fucking... You're, for what they're probably going to have is the... um. They're gonna end up probably making the the the, Sorry, the thought the thought of like an a Will Smith iRobot ump in the background is just it's killing me. I'm dying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's uh, so now. what they're probably gonna do is put something in the plate so you sure. know the, the dimensions of the plate. Sure. And then the, what they're gonna do with the baseball is put a chip in it or something. And sure. you know, as it crosses over, it can probably tell. Okay, well, so from here to here. They're going to do the same thing kind of, I think, that they do now. You know how, on you know, you watch baseball on ESPN or whatever. You know, after every pitch, they have the little fucking arc yeah. and the bullshit. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be like a standardized same fucking thing that's going to, you know, if it hits the goddamn line, it's a strike. I am interested to see how they implement it on the field. Like, is there going to be like a lighting system behind the plate? Like red is strikes, green is balls. Like, how, how is that going to work? You know what I mean? Like, how are they going to convey that to the batter? Like, so that that I'm interested in, but I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to die there. But the, the thought of like a, a physical robot behind the plate, like Bender from Futurama, fine. <laughs> crying bro i just couldn't handle it just sitting there with a fucking a cigar in his mouth and he fucking calls a strike on a ball that's like it's great. 30, right it's 30 feet outside he's fucking ringing somebody up someone argues and he goes bite my shiny metal ass i'd fucking cry cry and I, I was i i had to almost stop the show i was not doing okay with that thought in my head that was a good one Oh, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm and I'm surprised though. Rob Manfred is like the biggest megalomaniac on planet Earth, second maybe to Roger Goodell. So the fact that he could admit 
that his fucking merry band of blue-shirted thugs could be wrong is astounding. I mean, but at least baseball has they have acknowledged that for years and have been talking about it for years and have showed progression in years to actually get this far where we're at. Because for years we've been saying, you know, umps are going to be fading out in the future. We're going to have robots and the technology to the you know, be digital, blah, 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 blah. And we've seen that that progression because when I was small, my parents, my dad used to always say that shit, you know, umps are going to fade away eventually. You know, they bad calls all the time, you know, human error. Eventually, you know, with the technology and the way the future is going, you know, they're going to have robots back there. We've heard it when we were smaller. True, true. I just, I know it's, to me, it's jarring to know that, like he's like admitting it. Like I don't know. I, I mean, I'm happy for it. Like obviously, like your first base, your second base, and your third base um aren't going to be replaced by robots, right? Like that element of the game still re- needs to remain human. And everyone's only been talking about robo ums behind the plate. But it's just I don't know that when that came through, I was a little surprised that it was like said out loud by Rob Manfred. I mean, I do agree that the ump needs to be there. Like I don't agree to get rid of all the umps. So what? Him just oh yeah, there's they they're gonna keep the the fielding umps one hundred percent of the I I think at least they're gonna keep those umps because you know your first and your third base umps not only call your foul balls but look for check swings and stuff like that. You know your second base ump is looking for base running. Is he in? Is he out? Did he you know touch the bag on a double play? Stuff like that. Those I don't think you can replace with robo umps. But definitely, specifically, not to name Angel Hernandez by name, you can replace him with a robo-wump. So, okay. so that's, you want that's to... at least where I think they're going. I don't think you can replace the other three um, with, at least not at this time. Maybe there's technology out there. Maybe, you know, Million Dollar Man, we can build him better. Something can happen down the future. You know, maybe they fucking hire Bender. I don't know. But as of right now, I think there will still be the three field umps. But, you know, ringing. <laughs> but how are they going to, man? You know, there is something enjoyable about an ump ringing a guy up really passionately. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Or like, so maybe they'll have like a guy back there, but with an earpiece. And the guy back there doesn't make the call. He's simply there to convey the message. I mean, that that could happen. Because like, I oh like my God. There's not they're not gonna be any more, you know, uh uh managers getting arguments, getting tossed out the game. Bro, I hope that if they hire for useless umps to just sit behind the plate and listen to a strike or a ball call and then ring people up, that's my job. I'm gonna make it wild. I'm gonna make everyone argues with me every fucking human bender. What? I'll be the human bender. That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm going to be like doing dances back there, bro. I'll be going nuts. TikTok videos. Be shooting TikToks. Be like, hey, hey, look at this fucking chump. He swung on a slider in the dirt. You're out, bitch. (laughs) Fucking people will hate me. Joe Girardi's going to have a fucking stroke fighting with me. It's going to be great. Great, I tell you. I don't know. He doesn't even have a job right now. My bad. (laughs) Anywho. But yeah, I just saw that notification. I thought that was interesting. I also have a question for you. As a Yankees fan, I put up a tweet under breaking down the tape the other day that said, can we please have a Subway Series World Series, please? And a certain drunken monkey friend of ours said that I was rooting for the Mets for that take. Said that as a Yankees fan, I shouldn't like the Mets. And I was like, I'm confused. I don't see anywhere where I said 
I like the Mets. And so he screenshotted my very tweet and sent it back to me as if I don't know. I wrote the fucking tweet. I see where he's getting at. What? I don't. What? So what he he is saying, what he is saying is that you're rooting for the Mets in the sense that obviously the Yankees probably have the best chance of going to the World Series right now in the AL. So you're rooting for the Mets to get to the World Series. Well, somebody from the NL has got to make it. I'd rather beat up on my little brother than anybody else. I don't know. Like, that's what I beat up on. Someone, somebody has to make it from the NL. I do want to so see another I Subway had, Series in my lifetime, though. I do. I do I want had, to see another Subway Series, World Series in my lifetime. The way I look at it is if I had to choose a team from the NL, because that's how baseball works, a team from the AL and a team from the NL make the World Series and they play. That's how these things work. So if I had to choose Oh, any, that's how it works? I thought the Jets and the Patriots was the Super Bowl. Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> look, they could realign tomorrow. I don't know. But as of right now, so we got to play somebody in the World Series, and I would prefer it to be the Mets because Mets fans think that they're somebody. Mets fans and the Mets as an organization think that they're like a varsity baseball team when they're still like a youth league, and we need to let them know. So I want to see a Subway Series where we take them in four, we win it in, I almost called it Shea Stadium because I'm old, and we win it in City Field, and I want them to know that while you made the World Series and Mets fans can brag about that, we still put you down like the little brother you are. Like, And that's yeah. a lie. To tell you the truth, I want them to win game one. It's like when you're playing like Tekken or Madden against your younger brother, and in Madden he scores that first touchdown. He's like, oh, see, I got you. I want you to win game one so that I can grab the controller and I can lean forward, say, okay, I got you, bitch, and then fucking run the table on you. So I hope the Yankees win in five against the Mets and they lose game one and win four <laughs> games straight. That's how I hope it goes down. I mean, you said what you mean I like the Mets. I do, I do want to see another Subway ser- series, though. Like, 2000 was great. I thought it was fucking so cool. You know, but, I mean, obviously we're young. Right, but um, I don't think that means I like the Mets. I just think that I have a vendetta against Mets fans. That's all. I I love beating up on the Mets. So Every why wouldn't you want to do it on the World the Grand Subway Stage? Series? I love it. I love shitting on the Mets. Then why wouldn't you want to do it in the World Series? I mean, I get where you're coming from. I want to see a Mets fan's eyes when they have the best record in the NL, the second best record in baseball, only to the Yankees. And I want to see it in their eyes when they lose the World Series that they still aren't the Kings of New York. That's why. That's It's a pretty simple reason. That's all. I'm a simple I mean, man with simple I will, I will. I will, at this point, will just. I, I just want to get to the World Series. So once... Once we take out Houston and all the AL trash, then I'll be excited about who. Because at that point, I don't give a damn who we're facing. Because I know we're going to steamroll anyone. This is a strange episode. Hector is far more mild than me. He is far more reasonable. This is just a bizarro world. You watched Stranger Things and brought us to the upside down. That's where we are right now. I feel like we are in a bizarro timeline. What no else? Alcohol Do we... in my system. Yeah, that's exactly it. A sober Hector is a calm Hector, and we don't like that here. <laughs> anyway, what else do we have? I mean, I think that's pretty much all it. I said what I said. 
the crew at Breaking Down the Tape would like to remind you to please drink responsibly and thank you for listening to us this week. Remember to like, follow, share, rate, and subscribe on all of our social media platforms and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ready? Three, two, one. And we're back. And I suck, which you probably know this by now if you've listened to this podcast for more than two days. In pre, I told Hector that we would bring up certain things. And then I didn't and just went on to do whatever I wanted because I'm a fucking asshole. So let's talk about a few things, guys. Let's sit down and have a little fireside chat. A, let's bring up our sponsors, Flascap, because the next time you hear this episode, we will be telling you the details of a giveaway because we're starting our giveaway next month, which is next episode in the month of July. And we will be doing the giveaway itself, the first live that we do during the season. So shout out Flask Cap, hashtag no last call. Um, if you don't know what Flask Cap is, they are a fantabular, I make up words, company who makes these beauties here. We have the Matic 6 to give away. Goes on tumblers, holds six ounces of alcohol. You just hit the little fun button, doop, 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 and add some more alcohol to your drink. We're also giving away our engraved tumbler, the Volst 22. And go breaking down the tape, flask, cap, collab, baby. And some breaking down the tape merch to go along with all of that. So definitely want to check out the giveaway. We'll be posting the details on social medias once July rolls around, and you'll hear the details next episode here. One of the other things we wanted to talk about is you might know and love breaking down the tape as a bunch of drunk guys just talking about sports, bringing on some friends and interviews every now and then. But we have become so much more than that because there are other drunk and surprisingly sober assholes who decide to associate with us and we've become kind of a media company so not only do we have this that you're listening to breaking down the tape but we also have a conglomerate of of other shows and some other things coming those being we have noble sports run by our boy Braden. he talks a lot about women's sports in seattle um you know as not women's sports in seattle but women's sports as a whole and then like seattle football because he's a seattle seahawks fan. the shifty hippo the shifty hippo who's um gonna be on his Nothing third episode later this week nobody is shiftier yeah um we stole not stole but rent him part-time from jacked and canned um and he talks about like general sports he's a big seahawks fan as well big uh lebron fan so you can go argue with him as to who's the goat lebron or mike um he'll love that and a big ufc guy as well and i use big super ironically because i love colby <laughs> and um, we also have Chaz, who just started our Raw Dynamite Smack show. So if you're into like AEW, um, Raw SmackDown, what's, what's up? <laughs> What'd you say? I said names still in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he runs a live show. Um, not only on his YouTube channel, it's just Chaz, but ours, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so definitely check him out weekly. He talks about uh, professional wrestling and stuff. He and then knows we still got Jimmy Pibbs. And then we got Jimmy Pibbs, who ran pound for pound last year, which was a Browns live show, a Cleveland Browns live show. And well, because Sean we- Watson has terrorized him. 
Yeah, Deshaun Watson fl- made him flee, not from the fan base, but just from running a show. Um, so this year he's going to be running a like game of the week show for college football because there are a few people who know more about college football than James. And if you haven't watched our recent um, 2022 NFL draft live, James is on there talking about guys your mother's never heard of. So he's he's the dude for college football, and he's going to be running a show for that whether he keeps the name pound for pound or not is going to be indicative on him but we're hoping he does because i think it's a fucking fantastic name for real so yeah that's that's what we got that's the lineup baby you can find them all um by searching breaking down the tape um kolbs and Chaz will be under that noble sports is under his own and then james whatever he does will be under us as well so you know fucking follow the gang baby listen to the gang we got content fucking multiple times a week we're going to be doing some writing when the season comes up we're multimedia baby so check us out and now we'll talk some football hell yeah i mean since we already brought up the deshaun watson yeah that i mean so the situation on deshaun watson himself hasn't changed although i did hear that he met with the nfl and the nfl will seek a and i quote indefinite suspension to last no less than one year. So he's, he's for all in all, he's getting a year suspension. Baker doesn't seem like he wants to play for the Browns. He still thinks he wants, like he's going to get this trade. Does he sit and pay them back the 19 mil or does he play and get paid 19 mil? So, I mean, the whole situation is just fucking, I mean, so like you said, you know, it, he put out a quote or an interview or whatever it was saying that he feels like they, you know, if he wants to return to play for the Browns, they have to reach out first. Um, and even still, he feels like they both have moved on. Um, and then congruently, trade talks with the Seahawks reportedly have spiked as of late. Um as far as his 19 mil, I I find it very, very hard for the Browns to come after him one way or the other. Whether he rides the pine as a Cleveland Brown, I find it very, very hard for the Browns to right now be like, oh, well, you're not showing up, so we're going to fine you. Eh, that's not like you're in a real bad look right now. I would not add on to it. I mean, no, but they're not in the wrong to find them. I mean, yeah, by the strictest sense of the definition, they're not. I mean, we're paying you money to come do a job. You're not doing that job. Give us our money back. You're not wrong, but especially the way they've handled this whole, hey, like, you're our guy. Don't worry. We're not going to move on. Oh, we're just doing our due diligence. Don't stress. We're not going to move on. You're the dude. You're our guy. We lied. We're trading for a guy that has multiple sexual assault cases and oh my god, our trade partners okay, knew, so, and we probably knew. Aside and... from the sexual assault shit, the Browns are not at fault for going for the better QB. I'll put no, that out there. I don't disagree with that. I, I, 100%, they had to make a choice, and they were like, oh shit, they will accept this for him. I, I, if I was the Browns, I would have done it too. You are as you are an asset until you're not. Like, I'm sorry. Like, okay. you're yeah. a great product and uh, great. You're here. 
But if I find someone that does everything you do and everything you don't do better than you, I'm replacing you. Yeah, for sure. And it's a business, and I don't disagree with you, but for them to be like, nah, you're our guy. Don't stress. You're here until the end. And then, ha just kidding, bitch. I think it was dirty. I think it should have been, hey, look, we have a line on Deshaun Watson. And we're not going to lie. See, we but think what, see, where I think went wrong is that Baker seen before the Browns were able to do that, Baker already opened his mouth and requested a trade. Instead of yeah. waiting for the team to come up to him and be like, hey, we're going to pursue him. Let's talk about what the next steps are. He automatically jumped the gun, probably didn't get them the chance to try to t- reach out to him, and went straight to the Twitter fingers. And, and oh, I want to request a trade. Now, and, and so look, he forced that- the hand of the Browns. I mean, that's you're not wrong because he did request a trade in the timeline that you're saying, but who knows? Did he have the information ahead of time that they were looking for a trade? And therefore he was like, all right, fuck you then. You could argue that he acted too emotionally. I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with that or disregard that. But I have to say, if we're if we're gonna point a finger at who handled this worst, I definitely think Cleveland. The Texans. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair. The Texans definitely <laughs> fucked this up. Now, to, to me, Baker, it's harder for me to see Baker sit down his fifth year and miss a year of football when he can use the He can go out there and play five, six weeks, and the team's going to need a quarterback at some point. I don't think Baker's good enough to sit for a year. Like Deshaun Watson didn't play football for a year and still had teams clamoring after him. And I'm not, like you said, we're not talking about the sexual assault bullshit, just pure football talent. Deshaun Watson could afford to sit a year and still convince teams that he was good. I don't think Baker has the same luxury, especially not with next year's quarterback draft class. I don't think he has the same luxury. But here's my hot take. I think he does get traded to the Seahawks before the season, and I think it's for a sixth rounder. That's the number six, the number between five and seven for y'all who are hard of listening. I I think the Browns have zero leverage whatsoever, and they should be thanking their lucky stars that they'll get anything because they have zero leverage. Honestly, it benefits Baker if they get him for so low because if he goes out, has a killer year, his Mm -hmm. stock goes up. Mhm. Mhm. Like right now, the Seahawks are only projected to win what five, six games. Mhm. Baker goes out and wins nine, eight, ten, nine. Yeah. Especially in that division with the returning Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks not only traded only like a sixth, but also got like a fourth. Does DK stay if Baker's there? I think so. I think I think the whole DK drama ends instantaneously. So I think Remy's tripping on Toad because she's been trying to eat the, the the frogs that hop around in the backyard in the middle of the night. Drugs. Drugs yeah. are going on over there, apparently. <laughs> and a surprising twist, Hector's the only sober one out of literally any creature in a 100-mile radius. <laughs> I mean, not 100% sober. Well... Super-er than licking a toad. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
But no, I, I definitely think that shit like instantaneously gets put down because Baker is your poor man's Russell Wilson. I mean, right now he is. I'm not saying he's as good. I'm saying the skill set is similar. He's your poor man's Russell Wilson. He's better than Drew Locke. He's better than Geno Smith. He's better than Colin Kaepernick. So why the fuck not? I mean, he needs to, he needs to restart. The Seahawks are on a rebuild. Mm-hmm. You already got a, a, a good receiver, so he got that to work with. The, the defense isn't what it used to be. The Seahawks are known to have, you know, relatively good defenses. And and I don't know if the Seahawks' offensive line is what it used to be, but I think Russell Wilson took a lot of sacks last year. He did. He did. That's why they went out and drafted like two O tackles and shit. So I mean, I, I would get. I want to see Baker out of Cleveland, honestly. I think the world does. I don't think there's a singular non-Baker sympathizer on the face of the planet. This dude was unilaterally the victim (laughs) across all fucking mentalities. But what I will say, you want to know who else is the, like, forgotten victim on the Browns? Amari Cooper. Let's not forget, Amari Cooper is a Cleveland Brown sitting there sick as shit saying, okay, I can play with Baker. Yeah, I'm getting Deshaun. Fuck, I've got Jacoby Brissett. Amari Cooper is sick right now. My man's is doing, he's about to pull that AB treatment. He's about to go out and do some like fucking CTE wild ass shit to get himself cut from the team. I can Guaranteed. see why Josh Gordon was smoking so much marijuana. Amen. He's shuffling through QBs and like Amen. it was fucking playing spades. I'm telling you, playing in Cleveland will do that shit to you. You're lucky it was only weed. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. At least you're Cleveland not punching fan. bitches in the elevator. Oh, holy shit. Cleveland fans are, uh, man, oh, man. It's, it's a rough world for them right now. Rough, and I feel like well, that's all we've talked about the last couple of weeks. But that situation just keeps getting worse and worse by the day. It's so awful. I saw another thing pop up. Going over to the Jets real quick. Um, I saw talks that Mims might actually make the 53-man roster. I've been seeing more than talks. I've been seeing Mims continues to show out. Like, like Mims is putting himself on the radar of like, hey, you're not just making the 53-man roster, but like you're contributing to a football team. Like, now, how true is that? Who knows? Is it because like... You know, there's so much pressure off of him with Braxton, with Moore, uh, with Davis, with with now Garrett Wilson, like uh, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, um, that that Ruckert guy, like it is now so much pressure off of him that he's like pulled his head from his ass. Did he fucking go see fucking Jesus on a mountaintop in the in the middle of fucking Siberia over this past offseason? I don't know, but. He's been impressing from what I understand. And I, I'm I keep I keep saying this. Monkey thinks I'm fucking crazy for the saying this. But Brees Hall, I I'm sorry. If motherfuckers are not gonna draft Brees Hall in fantasy football, you're you're I'm you should. You should. But what about his know. ADP? People are if- people people are saying, oh, you know, because he plays for the Jets. I'm telling you, Brees Hall, there's been so much hype around this man's name coming out of fucking OTAs and everything. 
this man's going to put a staple point on the run game in this Jets offense. So I agree with you, but I disagree with you. I think you should draft Brees Hall late. I don't think he's going to be as dominant and not because of his skill level or the way the Jets play. I think he's going to share more touches than people think with Michael Carter. I just can't. And maybe it's because I'm too emotional. I'll admit that. But I can't get behind this theory that Jets fans have or this hysteria that Jets fans have for Brees Hall. And again, not talent based because the kid's fucking awesome. But Michael Carter just fucking put up an amazing season given what he had. And now what? We're just going to throw him away like a used toy for Brees Hall? You know what is good, especially when 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 you have a one-two punch like that, mm-hmm. in fantasy, that's when you can you can handcuff your backs. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think he's a good handcuff back. I don't think he's going to be like a good number one starter week in, week out. But I think he's going to be like a, a, a Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb goes down. Okay, this is my back. is going to you know win me a week or two. He might even win you your championship. Because late in the season, depending on where the Jets are, you know, put the ball on the ground more. But I, 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 again, I'm not I wouldn't say like early rounds, but if you can get him late, maybe waiver wires. If your league isn't smart enough, I don't think it's a bad player to have on your team at all. At all. I mean, I shit the bed last year. I had Braxton Barrios and Munro St. Brown in my championship game. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And I was a fucking coward and left them on my bench. And I would have won had I put him. So well, don't fucking sleep. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. I would have at least won one championship. So And there's a lot of other talk saying that the combination of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner is going to be phenomenal. They're saying Sauce Gardner has been exceeding every expectation that they have for him so far. Is that and, is that what we're doing, Jets hype train? Because I'm I'm here for it if you want him to go off. Oh, go for I'm it. Jets- I'm Jets. No, no, I'll let you finish your statement before I do. But I'm just asking you, if we're Jets hype training for the rest of the episode, that's all we're talking about. Just letting you know. So please continue. Brees Hall and DJ Reed. I won't. I won't. Or Brees Hall. Jesus Christ. What a fucking putz. Yeah. And DJ Reed has been. Uh, I've been looking up some of his, uh, you know, the stats and stuff like that. Um, apparently, he's, I think, was the only back that uh, played that what didn't let up a touchdown as as the as the thrown to corner sure sure hmm. i didn't realize that something See, like I, that i've been doing the best that i can to not do any of that to stay away from jets twitter to stay away from anything jets related because i'm conducting this train my friend i'm here if this is this is this is the year of the Jets, baby. We're in the Super Bowl 17 and 0. Like I'm already on, like I'm there. I'm, I'm there like I am every fucking preseason. Every fucking time. I think the Jets had an A plus 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 draft. I think that an A fucking phenomenally plus fucking free agency. I think each of the Jets receivers are each getting a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns apiece. I think each Jets running back is going for 1500 yards and fucking 20 touchdowns apiece. Zach Wilson is your fucking comeback player of the year. Your fucking MVP and Super Bowl MVP fucking 
um, you know, Robert Salai as your coach of the year and and second Super Bowl MVP, if that's a fucking thing. Like I'm you you this is a bad fucking rabbit hole for me, man. Because I'm I'm on the drugs, I'm licking the toads, baby. Like this <laughs> going all the way, man. This is a bad time of year because I'm people are gonna bring up the receipts and be like, Oh, you said the Jets. Yes, yes, because because I'm on the Jets drugs that they give me every they send toads to my house and I willingly pick them up and lick them from stem to fucking stern to get on these fucking Jets enabled drugs that I do every fucking off season. But I can't, even though I know that they're going best eight and nine. I know in my heart of hearts that that's going to be true. And I can't stop myself. But even from last year. Oh my God. I just can't help myself. I can't Jack, Zach Wilson, thick boy, thick. Have you seen that man? My man's been in the weight room. My man is thick. The Mormon monster. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you're drafting Zach Wilson, what, 1-1? One, 1-1, one, one? One, one. One, one, baby. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and then I'm drafting, and then I'm drafting uh, Denzel Mims, 232. And then I'm drafting Brees Hall, 3-1. I'm sorry, Michael Carter. And then I'm drafting Brees Hall, uh, what's that, 432? And I'm drafting, <laughs> I'm going, wow, baby. Wow, I can't even help myself. I can't even can't even help myself this year. Wait, you got to make sure you fit in a uh, uh, Braden Man. Braden Man, what punter of the year, special teamer of the year? My boy should be offensive player of the year, baby. Like, come on, <laughs> offensive and defense. Why don't speaking of speaking of speaking of? Why don't we have a, an an S doy? We have an O-Poy and we have a D-Doy. Why don't we have an, uh, an S-Boy? Why don't we have a, a fucking special teams player of the year? I think they... Nah, that's that's racist against fucking special teamers. It's racist against punters if you really want to boil it down. If I'm if I'm going to, like, Olympically stretch here, racist against punters. Punters should be, like, your 1-1, one, one, to be honest with you. Well, I'm going then you would have to, have to, give, you would have to give something for the, the field goal kickers. Fuck the field goal kickers. They're not even real football players. But punters are? Yeah. All right. So maybe a couple of kickers, right? Like you have fucking McMahon or whatever, McPherson. McPherson was a fucking, like nobody is ballsier than that kid. You go out and win the AFC championship game after coming back, you hit the game-winning field goal. You go to the Super Bowl, and then what do you do? You sit with your team at halftime? No. You go out and watch Dre Day, baby, because you're fucking shooter McPherson. So maybe he's could be the only one to supplant Braden Man as as special teamer of the year, but I'm officially lobbying for special teams player of the year awards for the NFL. Okay, so I want Water Boy of the Year. Uh, it's whoever's on the Chets is going to win that too. They're winning everything. Quincy Will Quinnen or Quincy Williams. So here's how it's going to go. So we've got Zach Wilson as um, Offensive Player of the Year. We're going to have Garrett Wilson as Offensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to have Sauce Gardner as Defensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to have Quinnen Williams as Defensive Player of the Year with Quincy as your number two, right? We're going to have Robert Salah as your uh, Coach of the Year. You're going to have Zach Wilson as your MVP and Super Bowl MVP because, you know, 17-0, baby, we're doing it. We're going to go all the way. What's that like fucking 20, you know, when it's all said and done. So that's what it's going to be this year. So there you go. There's your so word. If, if I get this right, 
if I get this right, the Yankees are going to win the World Series in October. Mm-hmm. The Jets will be winning the Super Bowl in February. Mm-hmm. That that would put uh, <clears throat> the Rangers and <clears throat> the, the Rangers, Rangers win next winning, June. To, to June, and that yeah. that would put the Knicks to be winning in six in in uh, uh, May. So basically. 2022 to 2023 season breaking down the tape will be drunk and partying from championships going to be the first team in major league sports to have all four major championships brought home. And you're going to see the after party photos and somewhere way, way, way in the back. You're going to have to play where's, where's Waldo, but you're going to be playing where's, where's Zach and Hector. You're going to see us. Wild. Wild. Finals with with every chip, with every trophy. And it's just going to get crazier and crazier. Like the first one's going to, we're going to be like in the background partying. And then the next one, we're going to be closer partying. And then the next one, we're going to be closer partying. And then the final one, we're going to be like running off with the trophy. Like we're just going to be, it's going to be wild. We're going to go fuck. And the final, final one is like just blood and someone crying. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope I die after that. Cause I don't want to live again. I don't if, want to if live all again. New York teams, if all of my, the no- Notre Dame is going to win the national championship. If, if I hit like five for five, I'm killing myself the next day. Like I know this will probably get flagged by somebody on like a suicide watch thing. I promise I'm kind of only maybe a little bit kidding, but. Like, I don't want to live another day after that. If all of I, my I think, teams I win their championships lived. in the same year, that's it I for me. I'm going to quit. It's I only going to get worse from there. <laughs> I, I, think that's a, I think that's a content full life. If you got yeah. to see the whole – if you got to see the the, the royal flush, like – Yeah, I'm got, done. Let's throw in the New York Red Bulls winning the MLS Cup just for fucking fun because that's a New York team. So fuck it. I don't even care about the New York Football Club. I don't know shit about them. So let's go Red Bulls. Like, I, let's, if I can, if I, like you said, the royal flush of championships, bro, that's it. <laughs> like, we are, we are alcohol poisoning ourselves into a grave, baby. I'm bringing everybody with me. We're, we're culting this shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I got. I, I mean, that's the. That's. I got bragging rights for life. Can you imagine? Can, Can you, you imagine, imagine what the weight of my dick when I throw it on people's foreheads after Bro. that? New Yorkers are arrogant as it is, but can you imagine New York will become simultaneously the rulers of the earth if that ever fucking happens? We won't the power that we would obtain. It's like Thanos finally putting that last fucking thing in there, but not fucking up and losing like a bitch. Like it's got like New Yorkers will Thanos snap the fucking earth into a submission. It's not even funny. Like if we if we if New Yorkers and no fuck you Buffalo if New Yorkers won like like that it'd be over it'd be and fuck you too Mets and Islanders don't count. I was say it's not as it's not as a uh, uh, Buffalo like yeah. it's not as it's, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Like, <laughs> like what? No one cares. Like Canadian football team. What are you Fucking talking the about? Islanders are like, well, who's that? North Jersey. Who invited that guy? Yeah, yeah. You compete with the fucking Jersey Devils for the king of Jersey. Great. Great. One of you wears deodorant and the other one doesn't. That's the only one that separates you. Fuck's sake. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry. We are where we are. That's a you problem. At this point. I'm just waiting for the notification. Joe Namath is in, the, in critical condition in the hospital. Then I'm calling Zach and I'm going to be like, Zach, we're going to the Super Bowl. I got, yelled, I got yelled at on TikTok for that clip. 
that I posted of you when you were making eggs talking about that. I got, oh, you think that's a fucking joke? You want Joe Namath to pass away? I'm like, no, uh, I yes. don't want Joe Namath to pass away unless it's true that he sold his soul. I said, it's a joke between me and my buddy. You're like, you think death is a joke? Yeah. Actually, no, I'm do. Joe Namath. <laughs> yeah, like, chill out, Joe Namath burner account. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. <laughs> like, god damn, when did you learn to TikTok? Go back to your whiskey, dude. <laughs> Shit. You gotta hurt your feelings. Yeah, roll up. You're not Westbrook. You won't mock me. I'll slit your throat and watch the dust pour out. Like, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> god, this is. We're gonna get canceled over this one. <laughs> this is this is the episode. If you've stayed this long, that has done us in. <laughs> this is the one. I finally lose control of my own self, and this is what happens. <laughs> Shit, thank God I wasn't drinking. Oh, that would be dangerous. But anyway, do we have anything else for the NFL? It is still a slow time of the season, other than the fact that we're like a month away from preseason, which is cool. Yes, I am going to start reaching out uh, this month for the guys in the league, for the Generates. Can't wait. We'll start bringing back the Generates League uh, episodes. Can't fucking wait, bro. I fucking... We'll put out an episode before the draft night. Yeah. And then obviously, we'll probably go live with the draft night. Whoever wants to be involved with that uh, or can make it. Obviously, you guys can uh, follow in and and see us all on doing the draft. And then we'll go from there um, after the draft. Now, I can't, I fucking, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm not, and I'm sure you know this, I'm not the world's biggest, like, fantasy football fan. Like, it is something that's like, oh, this is amusing, but I don't really give a shit too much. I fucking love the Degenerates, man. Dude, I'm I have so, so excited. much fucking fun in that league. It's not even funny. I'm hoping that, you know, uh, when I when I start reaching out, everybody fucking gets back fast enough. Um, I ate when some of the guys early on. It's hard to reach them. They don't fucking want to respond and shit, but. Bitches and hoes, man. Bitches and hoes. Um, I don't know. I have, I have uh, replacements on speed dial. Do you so. have Do you have an early line on what your team name is going to be, or is that still going to be like player based? Because I I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to revive hanging with Hernandez or not. I, I I'm going to try and find something I, else. I actually thought about that too. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to still. I like to still incorporate the player's name in how bad I'm going to fucking make them. You know how I mean? Like, it'll still be fucked up, but I'm going to incorporate the player's name into it. I think (laughs) if I get Kareem Hunt, like maybe on waivers or something, it's going to be kicking it with Kareem. Or um, if I somehow get uh, Kareem Hunt and maybe Nick Chubb, it'll be Chubb in my K Hunt. So it'll be Chubb in my cunt. Um, which I think will be hysterical. Uh, so there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be a couple. Who knows? Um, I'm hoping that my well, my one one is gonna be Sam Darnold. So your one one is gonna be it's, beating it's Zach and Sam so, again. Yeah, my name my name's not even gonna have a name. It's just gonna be a fucking trash can emoji. <laughs> beating Smurf with Sam. Still mad about that. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna get over that. I'm not gonna get over. That. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I beat like, you with Sam Darnold. Such an ignorant set of circumstances. And then I dropped him the next week. 
even if we all played our proper players, you still would have beat me. But what an ignorant set of circumstances for you to stand on your trash talking and like three of my players put up a zero. Like the stars aligned for your bullshit. And I'm not going to lie. I was legit like real, real world. I dropped him the next week. You picked up Sam Darnold and he played like (laughs) real world mad over that. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I was real silent with you. Like I'd answer you in like one word answers. Like I was real world mad over that. I was like, yo, I know he's standing on his shit. But if he comes near me, I'm going to fight him. <laughs> I might lose, and that's fine. But I'm going to fucking fight him because I'm so mad right now. I, I want to do this year. I want to do little side bets with people just to just to make it more interesting. <laughs> you do what you got it. I'm staying away from that shit. You I'm ignorantly just... told me you were going to beat me with Sam Darnold and beat me with Sam Darnold. I'm fucking fed up with it. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Done with it. I'm excited though. I'm excited. I I, yes. I want to know what um uh, like I said, once we get and the faster I get everybody into the league, um we should make everybody, them write, like, everybody settles and do like intro videos. Yeah, the content. faster I can get everybody in and, and know what's like every, every, everybody's gonna play or not, I can set up the date for it. Right now I have it for August twenty seventh. Okay. Which is the I, I I want to believe the Saturday before the first season game. I think so. Um so that is gonna be the last possible date we do it. If everybody's in and we can move the date up, fine. We start figuring out what date to fade it in for everybody so it can work. And then but that is the last possible day. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. But I'm excited. I want, you know, I'm a rig it up. I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah, in the you are going to rig it. We know you four, rigged four it. Four to six. I want a four to six uh, uh, draft spot. Yeah, Hector says we do this shit by drawing names out of a hat, but really, really what he does is he rigs it so that I like to play the what like if that. game. So, Zach, what if you are 1-1? One, one? What if I'm 1-1? One, one? I'm I'm honestly like I know I've been fucking around, but I'm not fucking with running backs, bro. I'm really not fucking with running backs. It might be like Devontae Adams. Like mm. honestly, it's a pretty strong consideration. I'm just not fucking I've been fucked in the ass for like three years because I've had like the one one, the one two, the one three. Fucked in the ass for three years over running backs. I'm I might go for handcuffs in like round four or five, but I'm not fucking with running backs in the first couple of rounds. So it's it's more than likely going to be like Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, somebody like that. Oh yeah, well, if, like if I was one one, there's only it's three players out of the top of my head that I'm going one one. It's it's Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, or uh, uh, fuck, I just had him in the back of my head. Uh, Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was a consideration of mine, but, bro, I'm going to jinx it. Like, if I draft Jonathan Taylor 1-1, week one, he's going down with a fucking torn ACL or some shit. Like, guaranteed. You can put that shit in the books. If I'm dumb enough to get 1-1 and dumb enough to draft the running back, whoever it is is getting hurt, and you can put money on Like, that. that's why I'm excited, because, like, in Monkey's League on the sleeper app, I'm, I'm the fourth pick. I already know where I'm picking. Oh, shit, okay. You guys have already done that. Well, he did a draw of a hat instead of, like, how well, we do it. I just put the random sure he sure did a draw of a hat and set us in so i got the fourth pick and i did a couple mock drafts i like 
that fourth, fifth, and sixth spot to pick in. Well, I always love that because you're always going to be middle of the pack. But exactly, the the pickings get good there because <clears throat> at a four spot, I've been fucking around with obviously Cup, uh, Devonte Adams, and and guys like Derrick Henry are taken off the board already. Mm. So I've been playing around with a couple mock drafts at four with different wide receivers and different running backs and seeing how shit molds. And it with a fourth pick, like whoever's picking four, four, that's where the draft starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause your first couple around, especially your early picks, those are, those are solid gimme picks, save a fucking season ending injury. Those are guys that aren't going to fuck up your draft. You know, like you said, round four, pick four. Those those are the guys that okay, let's reach for a good player here that might win me my you know my championship. Let's you know fuck around with a player there kind of situation. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for both these leagues. Oh, I want to see. Like I said, uh, I'm doing the sleeper app with Monkey. I want to see how this app works out for his season, and if, eventually, if it works out great. And and all the little kinks that he was saying, uh, little side things you can kind of do while you're playing in the fantasy league. Um, if it all works nice, think about converting over from the ESPN app over to the Sleeper app, where we'll have season six of the Degenerates if it all works out right. Shout out Sleeper and ESPN Battle Royale to the death, baby. Whoever wins gets us next season. Obviously, I was the biggest fan of Yahoo. I'm not, I'm not the hugest fan of Yahoo. I'm not either, but I wonder if it's because of the league we played in. Like, was it because there was just shystiness going on the entire time? And I mean, well, I played, the, I played in Monkey's through. League in Yahoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he just changed over to the Sleeper app, too. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize you yeah. had other experience in Yahoo other than Hooves League. Yeah, I uh, Monkey had someone... <clears throat> almost halfway through the season, not paying attention. Dude freaking auto-drafted his team and shit. So he let me take over the team. Gotcha, his okay. team was three and five. I took him to the championship and won the title. Ah, I remember that. I remember. I just yeah. didn't realize it was on Yahoo. Yeah, it's on Yahoo. Uh, but then he switched it over to the sleeper app. So gotcha. I guess his is kind of a t- – he's played with the sleeper app before. But we'll see how, how, how it works and hopefully – if it all pans out good and it apparently the updates for like the players and the information you get update way faster than Yahoo or ESPN. Okay. So like the shit that you'll be reading is actual up-to-date news. Sure. Sure. Is, you know, comes in clutch when you're trying to make those last minute adjustments and you don't know like what's going on with a player. Right. Right. Okay. So, okay. Like I I said, stuff like that. If it works out great, then it'll be great to move over there to that side of the, you know, test out that sleeper app. Good shit. And guys, pay attention for the degenerates, man. It's by far our funnest time that we have. So uh, if you ain't got nothing else, man, you know what you do. Soak it up. Drink responsibly. Get a flash cap. Get into the sweepstakes for your free flash cap and merch. And uh, that's what I said.